Blog Talk Radio. Going through my articles for the week, 
you know, figure out what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. I came across an article that caught my eye, and it was called Why R&B Sucks. I know, not really politics, but it ties in. Bear with me. Think about Stevie Wonder, right, back in the early 70s. He had a string of five albums, Music of My Mind, Talking Book, and Revisions, Fulfilling This is First Finale and Songs in the Key of Life between 72 and 76, the best albums of his career. Why? As opposed to the stuff he put out for nine years earlier. It's because at that point, he was allowed to make the music that he wanted to make. So going into today, why R&B sucks? Because basically, everybody's still locked into that formula, just like you had the Motown formula back then, which although was successful, it limited people's uh, creativity, right? It's the same thing now. People like Adele and Justin Timberlake do exceedingly well because they're allowed to make the music that they want to make, right? So you, so you basically, you don't want to be part of the herd, you know? You can know when to lead and when to follow. So basically, don't always fall in with the herd, you know, what you feel is best for you. And sometimes if, it, if that means taking the long road, take the long road. Don't be a follower. Don't be a sheep. And I'm going to go right into this next thing, speaking of being a sheep. In Texas, there were a whole bunch of people. They had this uh, an armed rally in Texas to defend a monument for uh, Sam Houston because supposedly there was an online petition saying that they were going to uh, take down a monument of Sam Houston. And the first thing I thought was, really? Because I don't know a lot about Sam Houston. All I knew about Sam Houston was that the city of Houston was named after him. Other than that, I knew nothing about Sam Houston. So it took me four minutes on Google to find out all I needed to know about Sam Houston. And there were two things about this, right? Number one, you can stand that song to play for the New York Knicks. <laughs> no, <Nah>, no. <nah. laughs> but um, two things. Number one, the whole thing about them taking down the Sam Houston Monument was a hoax. It was basically just trolling from, uh, from left-wing trolls. Second of all, Sam Houston was not a Confederate. Okay, here's a little blurb about Sam Houston. Right. Although a slaveholder himself, Houston repeatedly voted against the spread of slavery to new territories of the United States during his 13 years in the Senate. An ardent advocate of the Union, Houston was the only Southern governor to oppose secession in the lead-up to the Civil War. Over his opposition, a state convention voted on February 1, 1861 to secede by a margin of 168 to 8. And when Houston refused a month later to swear allegiance to the Confederate States of America, the Texas legislature deposed him and replaced him with the pro-Confederacy lieutenant governor. Houston turned down a Union offer to lead a 50,000-man force against the Confederate rebels and retired to Huntsville, Texas, where he died in 1863. Sam Houston was not a Confederate. Okay? He opposed the spread of slavery in his state across the United States, and he opposed the Confederacy. So why would these all these alt-right jackasses defend Sam Houston? Because they don't fucking read. It took me four minutes. You know how I know it took me four minutes to find this out on Google? I timed it. Four minutes to find this out. And all these idiots showed up with guns to defend a monument that was never in danger of being taken down. 
that's what I mean about don't be a follower. Because they put up that clarion call. They were calling out to the alt-right and, you know, the uh, the Oath Keepers and all these other right-wing nut jobs. And they showed up with their gun to defend something that didn't need defending. Because they're a bunch of fucking idiots who don't read. And unfortunately, that's what our country is kind of filled with. Idiots who don't read. <laughs> um, you got Jason Chaffetz, right? who is leaving Congress at the end of the month. But now he's blasting Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions, right? Now, figure it like this. If he's blasting them, that's fine. Why he's blasting them, that's making me a little edgy. It's because he feels that they're no better than the Obama administration. Now, keep in mind, this is going to the context of Jason Safis was head of the, uh, what was it, a House Oversight Committee? So he was investigating uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, the, I, the IRS quote-unquote scandal, you know, fast and furious, you know, the whole gun trafficking thing that went south, you know, and he felt that people like uh, Loretta Lynch weren't being uh, forward with him. But somehow, some way, he felt that now that Donald Trump is in office, Trump will be more forthright. <laughs> the man wouldn't even release his tax returns. And somehow he felt that Trump was going to be honest and, and forthcoming. So now, you know, he's leaving being bitter, but he's still somehow dragging Obama into it. And I'm just like, look, number one, Obama's not president anymore, so shut your fucking mouth. Second of all, don't go away bitter. Go away. Because you know what? He's leaving on June 30th. By the 4th of July, no one's going to remember him. He's just going to be a, a whisperer. Like, who, who is it? I huh? forgot. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Because he hasn't really done anything worth anything. And he's leaving because he's a coward. He's leaving because of turning the heat up and he can't take it. So he could have just left at the end of his term. But now, because I think he just got reelected, don't quote me. But he's out, you know, because he sees, he sees the writing on the wall and he's out. So I, I don't like this whole – if you want to take pop shots at Obama because of his drone program or because in his first term he deported scores of illegal immigrants, have at it because that's documented. But when you compare him to Trump, don't do that. There's no comparison, none whatsoever. And see it being controversial, I know that was a horrible segue. Did you catch the Megyn Kelly interview on uh, – on NBC, when she interviewed, uh, what's his name? That crazy-ass dude. Uh, <laughs> I know. I say crazy-ass dude like that's basically, that just narrows it down. Alex Jones. Now, I, I will say this. If you didn't see it, you're not alone. Because nobody really saw it. It was basically a rating disaster. Because it was supposed to be this whole big thing where Megyn Kelly was going to interview Alex Jones. And they're going to talk about conspiracy theories, about Newtown, and all this other stuff. So basically, uh, according to Think Progress, just 3.5 million people tuned in Sunday into uh, Sunday Night with Megyn Kelly, her lowest rated episode yet in the three weeks she's been on the air. More people tuned into a repeat of ABC's America's Funniest Home Videos during the same 7 p.m. hour. Repeats of America's home videos 
from these home videos beat up Megyn Kelly interviewing Alex Jones. As a matter of fact, uh, NBC was the lowest-rated network in that slot. Because basically, and to make it worse, uh, the NBC affiliate in Connecticut wouldn't air the episode. Because don't forget, Newtown is in Connecticut. So they didn't want to put the people, you know, who live there through that whole horror again. So, you know, especially for the man who denies that, you know, who just basically said that all their dead children were actors and that it was a false flag. Everything's a false flag to Alex Jones, except for one thing. Uh, When he had to go to court and lost his kids, that wasn't a false flag. Oh, I know. Too soon. Fuck him. Who cares? You know. This is a guy who, who exploits people's tragedies for his own ratings. And then he wonders why he lost his kids in court. So, and I don't know who told Megyn Kelly that it would be a good idea to hire, I mean, to interview this guy, but she needs to fire that guy too because she's not being told the right things. And if she has control over that, then NBC is a bunch of idiots for hiring her in the first place. I didn't really think that Fox News automatrons could basically uh, leave Fox News and go to other things. I know Greta Van Susteren is on MSNBC now, but I guess I was wrong, you know, and Megyn Kelly's in a little bit of trouble. You know who's in a lot of trouble, though? Donald Trump. Uh, It's funny. All my friends, whenever we talk about Russia, right, they're just like missing with that Russia bullshit. They don't believe in it at all, right? And a lot of pundits who are, you know, left-wing pundits, they don't want to hear about Russia anymore, right? Now, my thing is this. I still do believe in this whole Russia thing. But the more you kind of dig into it, yes, there is evidence that Russia tried to hack into, uh, into our elections. Whether they were successful, we don't know yet. We do know they tried to hack into companies that did uh, that make voting machines, which is dangerous, right? But we don't know if their influence actually, you know, if they had the influence in the elections, and we don't know if Donald Trump was directly involved in it. So another thing that people talk about with Russia is basically Trump really hasn't done anything for Russia. And my theory is he just can't because there's too much heat on him. You figure uh, Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself because he lied about meeting with uh, Kislyak, Russian ambassador. He met with him twice and didn't mention it when he was being questioned during his confirmation hearing. So he had to recuse himself from all things involving Russia, right? You figure Michael Flynn got fired for his dealings with Russia and Turkey, right? And Russia got a good deal. They only paid uh, Flynn like 30, 40 grand, I think. Turkey paid him like, um, it was a lot of money. I don't want to lie on the amount that he was paid by Turkey to push, uh, you know, to help Turkey out in their whole craziness, but it was a lot more than what uh, the Russians paid Flynn, that's for sure. And the main thing is, the more people start pushing into it, the less they're finding. So they know that the Russians did indeed try to hack into our elections. 
but they're not really finding the proof that Trump had anything to do with it. Now, here's where Trump is getting into trouble. Trump is actually being sued by, what was it, 200 congressmen? And he's also being sued by the attorney generals for Maryland and D.C. for breaking the emoluments clause. Now, that is concrete. That is all there. That's something you can sink your teeth into because it's around us every day. They talk about it on the news every day. All this conflicts of interest. Here's the thing, right? And um, before I go any further, Odie, are you there? Oh, sorry, I thought I heard Odie in the background before. But um, think of it like this, right? And this is from, uh, I think this is from New York Times, right? Nearly 200 Democratic members of Congress filed a federal lawsuit on Wednesday accusing President Trump of violating the Constitution by profiting from business dealings with foreign governments. The plaintiffs, believed to be the most members of Congress ever to sue a sitting president, contend that Mr. Trump has ignored a constitutional clause that prohibits federal officials from accepting gifts or emoluments from foreign powers without congressional approval. It is the third such lawsuit against Mr. Trump on the issue since he became president. Part of a coordinated effort by the president's critics to force him to reveal his business entanglements and either sell off his holdings or put them in the blind trust. Even George Bush took his holdings in the blind trust when he became president. There was only one problem, though, and here is a good reason why this is so dangerous. If you look on YouTube, right, you will find a video of Dick Cheney explaining in perfect detail why uh, getting rid of uh, Saddam Hussein is a terrible idea, right? But they did it anyway. Why? Because Dick Cheney is part of uh, Halliburton, and Halliburton benefited greatly, made billions and billions of dollars off of the Iraq war. So everything that Dick Cheney said Everything that he said that was going to happen from unseating Saddam Hussein happened. Everything he said that was going to happen happened. But it was okay because now he's profiting from it. That's why we have those emoluments clauses in the first place, to prevent this sort of thing from happening. Take a look at even Richard Nixon, right? Trump said he wouldn't release his tax returns because he was under uh, an audit. Richard Nixon was under an audit, and he still had to release his tax returns. Matter of fact, they found out that Richard Nixon owed tens of thousands of dollars in back taxes. But you know what he did when they confronted him with it? He paid it. <laughs> so it's, it's absolutely amazing that, you know, they ragged on Obama for not releasing his birth certificate for something so ridiculous, but now uh, Trump won't release his tax returns. That's okay. It's Trump, right? Here's the thing, right? And the BBC was kind enough to make a list of all of Trump's uh, conflicts of interest. Thank you, BBC. You, you, cut my, uh, you cut my work in half. But um, here's the thing, right? Let's just start from the top as far as Trump's conflicts of interest, right? 
you have uh, 40 Wall Street, right? There are five ongoing federal investigations into current or former tenants of 40 Wall Street, mostly for securities fraud, right? You have uh, Trump International Hotel. Here's the most glaring one. You had foreign dignitaries who were set to stay at Four Seasons, and they quit their reservations with the Four Seasons and went to Trump Hotels and overpaid. Some of them, they stayed there, and they paid, oh, no, $270,000 to stay there. And then tried to say, like, they tried to break it down, and they're like, well, it was $100,000 for this and fifty for that, and no one pays that much to stay at an international hotel. But they overpaid because they want those favors from Trump, right? It's the same thing they blasted Hillary for, for pay-to-play, right, which I agreed with. I agree that it was pay-to-play. All of a sudden, you figure uh, Qatar pays uh, Bill Clinton, you know, extra money, or they donate to the foundation a lot of money, and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton, the Secretary of State, I'm going to go ahead and sign this weapons deal for you. That's pay-to-play. So Hillary does it, and it's a horrible thing, and they are correct in that. It is a horrible thing. You're not supposed to do that. But Trump does it. Oh, he's just a savvy businessman. Think about the Dakota Access Pipeline, okay? They said Trump had a partial investment, somewhere between half a million and a million dollars in the parent company of the firm. The Trump campaign spokesman, Hope Hicks, said that Mr. Trump has sold his stock in Energy Transfer Partners, but another one of Trump's stock holdings owns a 25% share in the Dakota Access Pipeline. Don't forget, that pipeline was stopped under Obama but it was resurrected under Trump because Trump is going to profit for it. Deutsche Bank. Trump and what's the direct ties to that, though? Uh, say again? What's the direct ties to that? Like, how is he going to profit? Oh, uh, if the Dakota Access Pipeline goes through, because basically it was being held up, because basically it was going over uh, Indian land, and, you know, they can't make a pipeline that doesn't leak, and that pipeline has already leaked. A lot. Right. And so, that's why it so, got rerouted there in the first place because. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. So basically, uh, Trump's going to profit off of it. Uh, Deutsche Bank. Basically, uh, Trump owes Deutsche Bank a lot of money because basically, uh, Trump said it himself, and uh, I think it was Eric that said it himself. American banks don't lend Trump money because it's too much of a risk. He has a habit of not paying back. Mm-hmm. Deutsche Bank loaned Trump a bunch of money, which he hasn't paid back. So you figure they could lean on uh, they could lean on Trump. You know, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You saying Trump don't pay his loans back? You sure this motherfucker ain't black? <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't pay our loans back because we ain't got it. Trump's got it. He just don't want to pay it. <laughs> you figure uh, so what, national what, 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 that, what would that do to somebody like his credit score? You know what I mean? You know what? I, I would love to see Trump's credit score. I wish I knew what his credit I give, score was. I'll give you a social. I'll give you a social. You can go ahead and run it. <laughs> My credit is probably better than Trump's. You know, you figure it like this. 
when people talk about ties to Russia, you know, a lot of people think about it along the lines of hacking the election. But mm-hmm. Eric Trump himself said that between Deutsche Bank and uh, Russian oligarchs, they're the ones who are fronting Trump all this money. Right. So if these oligarchs called in their markers, now the thing is, one thing about uh, the Trump-Russia connection is that they said that, well, Trump hasn't done anything for Russia yet because he can't because the spotlight is on him. So as soon as he touches any of those um, those sanctions that they want lifted, they're going to jump on him like a pit bull on a pork chop. Put it like this. I was wrong about yeah. one thing. That whole well, idea. Well, you got to watch your rhetoric, son. You know I'm a Muslim. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was like me making pit bulls seem overly aggressive. A lot of, some of my <laughs> friends have pit bulls, and I'm just like, I'm scared of those dogs. I do not like them. I, I give them a wide berth. I cross the street. I don't give a shit. I'm not, I'm not trying to get eaten. But um, right. I ain't scared of them. I'm scared. Of, don't be scared of them. Be scared of the German Shepherds. German Shepherds kill more people per year than um, pit bulls. I can believe it. I used to live in Brooklyn as a little kid. Everybody had a German Shepherd. Those dogs were always mean as hell. Mm-hmm. But then again, people got them to guard their homes, so right. they keep them mean. Put it like this, right? That whole deal between ExxonMobil and uh, and Russia, right? I I said it was a five hundred billion dollar deal. That's not the deal. That's the investment. That oil that's trapped under there that they can't get to, it's worth uh, upwards of eight trillion dollars. So the half a billion dollars would have just the investment to go in there and get the oil out. And because of the sanctions that they slapped on them because of uh, what happened in Crimea, they can't they can't get it done. But as soon as mm-hmm. Trump touches those sanctions, they're going to be all over. There was there was talk of Trump releasing a couple of compounds in the U.S. that the Russians owned. That it was known that they were using those compounds to spy on the United States. Still so mm-hmm. like this. And Trump was on the verge of giving it back to them. And now Congress is trying to pass a law that's stating that for them to lift sanctions, it has to go through Congress. Because normally that's just something that the president does. Now they try to push it toward to let Congress do it because they don't trust Trump. They don't trust Trump, but they need him. You know. But I figure it like this. They can get just what they can get just as much of what they want out of Mike Pence as they can get out of Donald Trump, but I think they're worried that Pence may go along with Trump. So, we'll see. Now you figure, with the Democrats pushing all this offense, right? Like I said, you have 200 Democratic congressmen suing, right? And they have a strong case because I mean the evidence is in the news every day. You would figure that the Democrats would be all over this like water on rice. As, uh, as far as uh, politically, right? Not politically as far as against Trump, but as far as pushing for 2018. Here's the thing. Out of all the new voters who voted in the, I guess who registered in the last year, most of them were Democrats. And the rest were split between independents and Republicans. We're talking new voters, not the ones who already exist. 
So you figure they would have all this leverage going into 2018, right? But the problem is, and I know I'm beating a dead horse back to life, right? The problem is the <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Ed. I know you're. I know you're resting peacefully, but gotta bail that hay. No, I'm kidding. But um, the problem is these corporate Democrats want that corporate money. They want the Bernie wing to basically fall in line. They don't want to listen to their ideas. They don't want to listen to what they want. They just want them to fall in line. And instead of just saying, hey, listen, we need to serve the people and give the people what they want, what they're doing is they're just saying, look how terrible Trump is. You want another four years of Trump? You better vote for us. Well, what do we get out of it? Look at Trump. Look what he's doing. He's profiting off of the presidency. But what are you going to do, what are you going to do for us? Look, he's trying to bang his own daughter. His wife won't even hold his hand. Yeah, but what are you going to do for us? That's the thing. Hello, who's trying to bang his own daughter? Have you seen his daughter? Exactly. Damn, dog. Oh, my God. He said it. He said it on television. He he told us he was going to talk to him with the box. Can you blame him? Yeah. I mean, really. Really, though. I mean, really. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be honest, to be honest, he looks better than her husband. Watch out, man. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll put it like this. You know, I, I would date Ivanka, but I don't want Donald Trump sloppy seconds. Oh, I don't have to I know. I know. Nobody wants Donald Trump sloppy seconds. But anyway, um, <laughs> but you figure out. You got like people, he got herpes on. He's. He got double dose herpes. <laughs> herpes? He's probably got syphilis. That's why he's so insane. He's probably I know, eating his he's right now. Hell yeah, he got that Al Capone shit. You know, Al Capone died of syphilis. Didn't I know that? Yeah, that, look that, it up, man. That's why his, his last days was like crazy. That shit just, that rots your brain. That's something crazy to your brain. I think yeah. I might got it. Not <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. And it's funny. It's early stages can be treated with penicillin. And it's late stages, it's permanent brain damage. Go figure. Right, right. And it's on the rise, so you got to be more careful than ever. They say this is the biggest uptick of um, syphilis um, outbreak since the 70s. You know what? Polio will probably come back knowing Trump. <laughs> Black plague will come back. But, um, Put it like this. Well, yeah, Democrats, Why not re-release yeah. some of the old diseases if you can charge an arm and a leg for treatment? Look how much the EpiPen is right now. Shit, and I need an EpiPen. I'm allergic to bees. But I guess that's I don't need that much since there ain't hardly no bees on the earth anymore. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that because that's terrible because if bees die, we're probably going to be next. So I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but that was right on time, but right. the fact—I mean—that's that's a whole other story. The whole EpiPen thing—that's a whole other story for another day. Because I, I read yeah. the articles on that, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" People don't need that because it's cool to have. It's because they need it to live. And right. they just figured, "Oh, well, no, no one else is making it. We'll just jack it up to the point where people right. can't afford it." So, but put it like this. You have people you have people like Joanne Reed on CNN and she hates Bernie Sanders. 
she's one of the people who blamed Bernie Sanders for the shooting in in Virginia. Like, yeah, that guy who, who's been preaching nonviolent resistance for 40 years, all of a sudden he's preaching violent rhetoric. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, let me tell you a little secret, though. Those that advocate against secretly harbor the feelings for. You don't know how many cops right. I had to um, do forensic um, psychiatric exams on that were secretly harboring um, child porn in their own computers. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't think that's Bernie. <laughs> you don't think that's Bernie? You don't think Bernie want to get up in a nigga ass? No. I don't think Bernie so. Fight. Bernie's a fighter. He's a little, he got a little fight in him. I, I, I disagree. I think he'll get in that ass too fast in a hurry. You put him and Trump in a ring, and he, you say something off off top, I bet he looks at Trump and thinks about Hitler. I bet he do. I bet he do. Now, I, you know what? I, I would say that, I mean, don't forget, Bernie's like 73 years old. He ain't trying to fight nobody right now. Well, damn, yeah, you're right. He probably wasn't. Is he? Is he one of the? Um, is he from that era where they had that? Is he like a Nazi? One of those Nazi people? You know what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> I mean, is he that old? Is he old enough to be that? And, and, and he's from Brooklyn. So. I said I'm from Brooklyn. He, he's from Brooklyn. What the hell that means? <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe back in the days, you know, if if you got on, if you got on his nerve on the right wavelength, he may have, you know. Try not to draw loose. I don't know about now, <laughs> but you figure people like Joanne don't Reed, let them right? Fool you. <laughs> you figure people like Joanne Reed, right? Who are basically they hate on people like Bernie Sanders. They feel like they don't need to conform to independence and get their point of view, but they still want our vote. They're going to lose really badly in 2018 that way because they, I guess, they figured. Just like before. Okay. Independents didn't vote for Hillary. Trump's president now. Trump's, you know, hurting America, hurting our standing in the world. Now we have no choice but to conform to the Democrats. And I'll tell you, I won't speak for any other voter but myself. I'll see this shit burn to the ground before I vote for a corporate stooge. So they better be careful who they put up there. And I'm not talking about for president, that's far away. I'm talking about in 2018 for uh, for state offices. Now, our our senators in North Carolina are not up for election in 2018. They're not up for election until 2020. So we have to no! suffer. Through, we got to suffer through another couple of years of our human cockroaches. Uh, <laughs> Richard Burr oh, so and um, who, is, um, who is up for re-election? Well, hold on, hold on. Who is up for re-election on um, to the twenty eighteen? I think that I think that there are uh, state reps, but not but not the senators. Senators are not up until twenty twenty. They just got re-elected in twenty sixteen, so they go four years. But the state reps go every things every two years. So I got to find out. I, I need to get a complete list of who's running, but. I was hoping that Tillis and Burr were up for a re-election, but no, not until 2020. I called Tom Tillis' office, too. I tried to call Richard Burr, but he's too good to take phone calls. Like, there was a number. I posted it on Facebook, and it actually works. It's the, uh, the capital switchboard. So basically, you call, you tell them either the name of your senator or where you live, and they'll connect you to either your senator or your state rep. 
So I, I try to call Richard Burr, and every time we call Richard Burr, it immediately disconnects me by the call again. But, if, but I tried to call Tom Tillis, and I got his office. And I figure, all right, let me not be an asshole. Let me be polite, you know. And I wanted to find out if Tom Tillis planned on voting on that new health care bill going through the Senate. And what the, what the girl told me was, and I felt it was true, it's too early to tell because nobody really knows what's in it. <laughs> so she, and I, and I figured, okay, I can get with that because you can't really vote on something if you don't know really what's in it. Because they're keeping mm. it lip, you know, because they want to pass it in secret because they know it's terrible. Because they know, they said they were canceling all these town hall meetings because of what happened in, in Alexandria. No. They're canceling mm-hmm. all these town hall meetings because they don't want to get yelled at like they did last time when they tried to pass that horrible health care bill. So we had a few minutes left. Odie, I hadn't really heard from you a lot, so tell me what's on your mind. What do you, what do you think about this whole uh, – I, I just want to know, like, what your thoughts are with this whole Cuba shit. Like, what does he stand to gain from this? Like, Nothing. Nothing. It's a terrible person. Because no one heard anything from Cuba since they made that deal with Obama. And basically, and here's something I did find out. A lot of Cubans in, like, in Florida, they actually right. love Trump for some reason. And I don't know why they would cheer for Trump when Trump was trying to cut them off. I mean, they see it as trying to starve out uh, Raul Castro. But here's the thing. We've been doing that for 40 years. 50 years, really, from the 60s, it has not worked. So you do something for 50 years and it doesn't work, shouldn't we try something different? Put it like this. Mm-hmm. Why do you think some okay. of these right-wingers are, are now against uh, these health care bills coming after the Republicans? Because they finally got a taste of health care. 23 million people got health care that didn't have health care before, and they like it, and they want to keep it. Because it's keeping some of them couldn't afford their health care until they lost their jobs. That's real talk, because they they were in that donut hole in those states where you don't have Medicare. So now, when they lost their jobs and those subsidies kick in, now they can afford it, and now it feels good mm-hmm. being able to go to the doctor when you're sick. But this whole Cuba thing, it's a distraction. It's basically just him pandering to the, his Cuban base in Florida, and at the same time keeping people's thoughts away from the investigations against them. Robert Mueller already has his dream team set up to go out to Trump. But this whole Cuba thing is going to backfire on them because you know who's going to swoop in and take over? China. They did that with Germany, and they're going to do that with Cuba. They're going to swoop in and be their friend. How are they going to swoop in? What do you mean? Uh... If they can't do business with the United States, they gotta do business with somebody. Mm. You figure, and who better than the Latino from Cuba? Yeah. I mean, you figure mm. you would never before hear about China and Germany getting together, but they are. They're working on, um, I think, some sort of uh, renewable energy deal. Because up until China took over, Germany was the leader in solar production until China took over as a global leader. So now they're going to be working together. And what are we doing? Opening up more coal plants, like dinosaurs. So I think Mal Bell um, had a special, I think this week's episode with him, 
focus on talking to people in the coal industry. Yeah. I need to watch that episode. I love that show. Yeah. So, but uh, we got a few seconds left. Any closing thoughts? Yo, fuck Amazon. Do like like Amazon. Oh, say again? I said, fuck Amazon buying Whole Foods. I'll never eat there again. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, I don't eat at Whole Foods, so it didn't really matter to me, but I knew a lot yeah, of people would be mad. Yeah, they fooled us. No? I used to think that was a go-to place. I'm going to have to find a new place. Hey, it might work out for the best. You never know. I just wish I, I had no drones there. bringing me my. Mm-hmm. I don't want no drones bringing me my vegan food. And and I'm out of my depth there, but because I don't really know anything about Whole Foods like that. I've never never shopped there, you know, or anything like that. So. You eat meat? Oh yeah. No, yeah. I don't eat meat. I fucking hate meat. Oh oh okay. Now, my brother's a vegetarian. He might be mad at that, but... Mm-mm. I eat sweets, like Krispy Kreme donuts. I'm a Dunkin' Donuts man. I, I don't do Krispy Kreme. I'm from New York. Oh, I can't stand fucking donuts. It tastes like fucking cake. I hate that shit. <laughs> That's why I like it. <laughs> love it. Sweet, sweet. When That's I came to the I had a Krispy Kreme donut. That was my shit. Because I'm from Connecticut, and that's where well, I lived in Connecticut when I was younger, and that's all we had was Dunkin' Donuts. But in New York, at the um, at Union Station, they had a Krispy Kreme. So, you know, when you went to New York, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't know they had them in New York. Yeah, the Union Station, the only place I know to get them. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's that. Welcome to another edition of, I mean, and that concludes another edition of Politrix. I'm surprised they didn't kick us off yet. Anyway, that concludes another edition of Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. Yeah, you have to come up with a new thing. Bye. All right, well. <laughs>